positive heads out there thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the positive head podcast where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness which creates and animates all things now of course understanding this powerful truth is one thing Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. So happy to be here with you all, as always, in all ways. It's a good day. It's a fabulous Friday here in the studio. And uh, yeah, I've had a great time this week doing a bit of... uh, uh, a few unconventional things. Uh, of course, had Erica on as a co-host, which isn't too crazy and unconventional. She's on fairly regularly. But then also having um, the lovely Colby, Psychic Rebel, here on the show to read some of you guys. I hope you enjoyed those readings. Some of uh, the stuff that was came out in those readings, like one of the pictures that was mentioned, uh, was sent to me afterwards, and so I'm going to be posting that in the Facebook group for you guys to see. Pretty pretty cool to see exactly what Colby was seeing or mentioning, you know, after after the fact. Uh, I love that. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't listened, you're probably like, "What the heck is he talking about?" You can go back and listen to the episode where uh, my friend Colby came on and read. Uh, she's a psychic medium, and and actually was on the show like a year or so ago. And this is the first time since, since she came back as a co-host and and did some short mini readings for listeners. And uh, for those of you who would like to get a reading after hearing, you can even hear in that episode, uh, she gives a discount code for for you on her site and things like that. So uh, anyway, let's see, moving into today's episode. Oh, what I was going to say is I've decided to continue with my somewhat unconventional week and uh, keep it interesting. Today, I'm going to actually read from a book, uh, The Prophet, from uh, originally re- uh, released in 1923 by Khalil Gibran, and uh, Khalil is such a wonderful, like, amazing poet, philosopher, 
artist. Um, yeah, just uh, such a, such an inspiring book, and I, I just love it. It's so poetic and so uh, thoughtful and insightful, and it's short, so it won't be, you know, I don't know if I'll read the whole thing in this episode or not. Um so it's it's not that long. There's also a, a movie that came out recently with amazing, like, um, you know, cartoon version of The Prophet and really, really beautifully done. Uh, came out a few years ago. So I would recommend you guys checking that out. But with this, what I'm going to do is I've decided to do a little mashup here of this poetic, beautiful. I was feeling pretty nostalgic today. I have my nostalgic moments and probably the most nostalgic album of all time. It, to me, I absolutely love it is... Uh, Jonesy and Alex, or Jonesy, I guess. I'm not sure if you say Jonesy or Jonesy. Uh, Jonesy and Alex, uh, Rice Boy Sleeps. And uh, I was listening to a little of that. And it's just uh, such a beautiful, haunting, amazing uh, album. Most, like I said, the most nostalgic album ever. And I thought uh, it just kind of put me in that mind and mood, you know, mindset and mood. And then I thought of The Prophet. And I thought, you know what? This would be so good to read that uh, story to, uh, with this music. So that's what I'm going to do. So I hope you guys are moved by it as much as I am. I'm very moved by both of these works of art and mashing them up hopefully will be, uh, extra special. Uh, before I jump into that, I would like to read a review, uh, on iTunes that I received here. You guys know, I love my reviews and, they help us to reach new people. And so, yeah, if you haven't reviewed on iTunes, please do so. Uh, and of course there are some other places you can re- review as well. Um, other apps and things like that, but iTunes is the Holy grail of all things podcasting. So if you can do it there, but anywhere is fine. Or even if you drop a message to me, Brandon at positivehead.com or, uh, a question, I love getting questions. People post them on the Facebook group as well. Positive heads would love to see you all there. A lot of people connecting and sharing in that group. And, uh, Yeah. Yeah, that. Uh, so moving right into reading this review here. Uh, this is by Anything That Keeps, LOL. And the title is Karma and Intentions. Hi, Brandon. I've been listening for some months now and find your show inspiring and applicable to my daily life, which is why I continue to tune in daily. As you say, life is a game and it has been fun for me to test some of the ideas on your show and it has been absolutely beautiful to see how much of my testing come to fruition fruition in such a positive way. I recently had the intention to receive more feedback and gratitude for the work I do. I work in a fast-paced corporate world and the time I put on into my team's success. And almost immediately, I received just that in many different ways. That is unusual, by the way. Anyway, as I heard you say on the episode I was listening to on my way to work, that feedback and comments also fuel you. Of course, they do for all of us. I made it my priority to write this just as I got into my office. And when it didn't submit and erased because my name had been used, hence my nickname, uh, and she's talking about, he's talking about, or yeah, I, I believe it's a she, he's talking about uh, the, the name, anything that keeps that they, they signed here. So in case you guys got confused there, she said, uh, I sucked it up and I started again for, I believe it is a law of karma to put into the world that which you wish to receive. Thank you for your work and love you put into impacting people's lives. You have a true calling as do we all, right? Much appreciation. Gigi. Yes, we do all have a calling Gigi. And, 
uh, you know, it's such an honor and privilege to connect with you and to share and to help uh, give you some ideas that you can test. I love that. That's what I always say to everyone that I ever talk about any of these things that I'm so passionate about uh, speaking on uh, how to manifest, how to view the world from a perspective that creates more of what you want to see by understanding that it is all reflections everywhere you go. You're there waiting for yourself. Uh, There is no out there, out there, right? All these sort of underlying themes of everything that I speak about on the show. It's all you. It's all one. Play with the ideas and see for yourself. See how it works if you go out into the world and treat it. Treat everyone as an extension of self instead of separate. Just play with it and see. And it always, I'm very confident in the results that you will see and how well it serves you to behave uh, and to conduct yourself from uh, in this way from this perspective. All right. Well, um, with that being said, I'm going to jump right into the 1923 epic work, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. This is chapter one, The Coming of the Ship. In the, back, in the background music you'll hear, once again, is Jonesy and Alex, Rice Boy Sleeps. It'll be a collection of some of the songs. How many of the songs, I'm not sure. It's just going to be starting at the top of the album, and uh, it depends how long it takes me to read it. And by the way, if it uh, takes longer than, uh, you know, Longer than my normal daily shows, maybe we'll split it up into two. Not really sure. Let's just dive in and see. The Prophet, the coming of the ship. Al Mustafa, the chosen and the beloved, who was a dawn unto his own day, had waited 12 years in the city of Orphalese for his ship that was to return and bear him back to the isle of his birth. And in the twelfth year on the seventh day of Ailul, the month of reaping, he climbed the hill without the city walls and looked seaward, and he beheld the ship coming with the mist. Then the gates of his heart were flung open, and his joy flew far over the sea, and he closed his eyes and prayed in the silence of his soul. But as he descended the hill, a sadness came upon him, and he thought in his heart, how shall, I go, how shall I go in peace and without sorrow? Nay, not without a wound in the spirit shall I leave this city. Long were the days of pain I have spent within its walls, and long were the nights of aloneness. And who can depart from his pain and his aloneness without regret? Too many fragments of the spirit have I scattered in these streets, and too many are the children of my longing that walk naked among these hills, and I cannot withdraw from them without a burden and an ache. It is not a garment I cast off this day, but a skin that I tear with my own hands. Nor is it a thought I leave behind me, but a heart made sweet with hunger and with thirst. Yet I cannot tarry longer. The sea that calls all things unto her calls me, and I must embark. For to say, though the hours burn in the night, it is to freeze and crystallize and be bound in a mold. Fain would I take with me all that is here, but how shall I? A voice cannot carry the tongue and the lips that give it wings. Alone must it seek the ether. And alone and without his nest shall the eagle fly across the sun. Now when he reached the foot of the hill, he turned again towards the sea. And he saw his ship approaching the harbor. And upon the prow the mariners, the men of his own land. And his soul cried out to them, and he said, Sons of my ancient mother... You riders of the tides, how often have you sailed in my dreams? And now you come in my awakening, which is my deeper dream. Ready am I to go, and my eagerness with sails full set awaits the wind. 
Only another breath will I breathe in the still air, only another loving look cast backward. Then I shall stand among you, a seafarer among seafarers, and you, vast sea, sleepless mother, who alone are peace and freedom to the rivers and the stream. Only another winding with this stream will this stream make, only another murmur in this glade, and then shall I come to you, a boundless drop to a boundless ocean. And as he walked, he saw from afar men and women leaving their fields and their vineyards and hastening toward the city gates. And he heard their voices calling his name and shouting from the field to field, telling one another of the coming of the ship. And he said to himself, Shall the day of parting be the day of gathering? And shall it be said that my eve was in truth my dawn? And what shall I give unto him who has left his plow and mine furrow, or to him who has stopped the wheel of his winepress? Shall my heart become a tree heavy laden with fruit that I may gather and give unto them? And shall my desires flow like a fountain that I may fill their cups? Am I a harp that the hand of the mighty may touch me, or a flute that his breath may pass through me? A seeker of silence am I, and what treasure have I found in silences that I may dispense with confidence? If this is my day of harvest, in what fields have I sowed the seed, and in what unremembered seasons? If this indeed be the hour in which I lift up my lantern, it is not my flame that shall burn therein. Empty and dark shall I raise my lantern, and the guardian of the night shall fill it with oil, and he shall light it also." These things he said in words, but much in his heart remained unsaid, for he himself could not speak his deeper secret. And we entered in, and when he entered into the city, all the people came to meet him, and they were crying out to him as with one voice. And the elders of the city stood forth and said, Go not yet away from us. A noontide have you been here in our twilight, and your youth has given us dreams to dream. No stranger are you among us, nor a guest, but our son and our dearly beloved. Suffer not yet our eyes to hunger for your face. And the priest and the priestess said unto him, Let not the waves of the sea separate us now, and the years you have spent in our midst become a memory. You have walked among us a spirit, and your shadow has been a light upon our faces. Much have we loved you, but speechless was our love, and with veils has it been veiled. Yet now it cries aloud unto you, and would stand revealed before you. And ever has it been that love knows not its own depth until the hour of separation. And others came also and entreated him, but he answered them not. He only bent his head, and those who stood near saw his tears falling upon his breast. And he and the people proceeded towards the great square before the temple. And there came out of the sanctuary a woman whose name was Almitra, and she was a seeress. And he looked upon her with exceeding tenderness, for it was she who had first sought and believed in him when he had been but a day in their city. And she hailed him, saying, Prophet of God, in quest for the uttermost, long have you searched the distances for your ship, and now your ship has come, and you must needs go. Deep is your longing for the land of your memories and the dwelling place of your greatest desires, and our love would not bind you, nor our needs hold you. Yet this we ask ere you leave us, that you speak to us and give us your truth, and we will give it unto our children, and they unto their children, and it shall not perish. In your aloneness you have watched with our days, and in your wakefulness you have listened to the weeping and the laughter of our sleep. Now, therefore, disclose us to ourselves and tell us all that has been shown you of that which is between birth and death. And he answered, 
people of Orphalese, of what can I speak save of that which is even now moving your souls? Then said Almitra, speak to us of love. And he raised, he raised, he raised, he raised his head and looked upon the people and fell a stillness upon them. And with a great voice he said, when love beckons to you, follow him, though his ways are hard and steep. And when his wings enfold you, yield to him, though the sword hidden among his pinions may wound you. And when he speaks to you, believe in him, though his voice may shatter your dreams as the north wind lays waste the garden. For even as love crowns you, so shall he crucify you. Even as he is for your growth, so is he for your pruning. Even as he ascends you to your height and caresses your tenderest branches that quiver in the sun, so shall he descend to your roots and shake them in their clinging to the earth. Like sheaves of corn, he gathers you unto himself. He threshes you to make you naked. He sifts you to free you from your husks. He grinds you to whiteness. He kneads you until you are pliant. And then he assigns you to a sacred fire that you may become sacred bread for God's sacred feast. All these things shall love do unto you that you may know the secrets of your heart and in that knowledge become a fragment of life's heart. But if in your fear you would seek only love's peace and love's pleasure, then it is better for you that you cover your nakedness and pass out of love's threshing floor into the seasonless world where you shall laugh, but not all of your laughter, and weep, but not all of your tears. Love gives not but itself and takes not but from itself. Love possesses not, nor would it be possessed, for love is sufficient unto love. When you love, you should not say, God is in my heart, but rather, I am in the heart of God. And think not you can direct the course of love, for love, if it finds you worthy, directs your course. Love has no other desire but to fulfill itself. But if you love and, mu- and must needs have desires, let these be your desires, to melt and be like a running brook that sings its melody to the night, to know the pain of too much tender- tenderness, to be wounded by your own understanding of love and to bleed willingly and joyfully, to wake at dawn with a winged heart and give thanks for another day of loving, to rest at the noon hour and meditate love's ecstasy, to return home at eventide with gratitude, and then to sleep with a prayer for the beloved in your heart and a song of praise upon your lips. That was the chapter on love. Next is marriage. Then Almitra spoke again and said, And what of marriage, master? And he answered, saying, You are born together, and together you shall be forevermore. You shall be together when white wings of death scatter your days. A, you shall be together even in the silent memory of God. But lest there be spaces in your togetherness, and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cups, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping, for only the hand of life can contain your hearts. And stand together, yet not too near together, for the pillars of the temple stand apart, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. And a woman who held a babe against her bosom said, Speak to us of children. 
And he said, Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls. For their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life goes not backwards, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bowels from which your children as living arrows are sent forth. The archer sees the mark upon the path of the infinite, and he bends you with his might, that his arrows may go swift and far. Let your bending in the archer's hand be for gladness. For even as he loves the arrow that flies, so he loves also the bow that is stable. Then said a rich man, Speak to us of giving. And he answered, You give but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself that you truly give. For what are your possessions but things you keep and guard for fear you may need them tomorrow? And tomorrow, what shall tomorrow bring to the overprudent dog bearing bones in the trackless sand as he follows the pilgrims to the holy city? And what is fear of need but need itself? Is not dread of thirst when your well is full, thirst that is unquenchable? There are those who give little of the much which they have, and they give it for recognition, and their hidden desire makes their gifts unwholesome. And there are those who have little and give it all. These are the believers in life, and the bounty of life in their coffer is never empty. These are those who give with joy, and that joy is their reward. And there are those who give with pain, and that pain is their baptism. And there are those who give and know not pain in giving, nor do they seek joy, nor give with mindfulness of virtue. They give as in yonder valley the myrtle breathes its fragrance into space. Though the hands of such as these God speaks, and from behind their eyes he smiles upon the earth. It is well to give when asked, but it is better to give unasked, through understanding. And to the open-handed, the search for one who shall receive is joy greater than giving. And is there aught you would withhold? All you have shall someday be given. Therefore give now, that the season of giving may be yours and not your inheritors. You often say, I would give, but only to the deserving. The trees in your orchards say not so, nor the flocks in your pasture. They give that they may live, for to withhold is to perish. Surely he who is worthy to receive his days and his nights is worthy of all else from you. And he who has deserved to drink from the ocean of life deserves to fill his cup from your little stream. And what desert greater shall there be than that which lies in the courage and the confidence, nay, the charity of receiving? And who are you that men should rend their bosom and unveil their pride, that you may see their worth naked and their pride unabashed? See first that you yourself deserve to be a giver and an instrument of giving. For in truth, it is life that gives unto life, while you who deem yourself a giver are but a witness. And you receivers, and you are all receivers, assume no weight of gratitude, lest you lay a yoke upon yourself upon him who gives. Rather rise together with the giver on his gifts as on his wings, for to be overwhelmed of your debt is to doubt his generosity who has the free-hearted earth for mother and God for father.
All right, guys, I think I will pause it there today. It's going to probably take a few episodes to read, but uh, as you can see, this is this is a a book well worth reading, poetry. It's absolutely beautiful and touching and so much wisdom reaching back almost 100 years now. Well, that's going to conclude today's episode, everyone. Hope you all have a magnificent day. I hope this uplifted you as much as it uplifted me. Until next time, journey well, my friends. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.